Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Joe from Montana. Hey, Joe from Montana. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. You're on the air. All right. So when I saw the title, I wondered to myself, is this going to be another uh, piece of advice or is it actually going to be solutions that people can actually implement? My uh, my question to you is if you have, let's say, 50 people in front of you, 50 couples who have problems, can you solve all 50 of those problems so that all 50 of them will have the perfect marriage or the perfect relationship? I can give them some advice that if they heard it, it would be all, they would get off to a good start. And what would that advice be? I would say the first thing is to... Let go of resentment. Resentment, you know, where she resents him and he resents her, it blocks understanding and it blocks love. And it's a block to everything good. And so that would be the first thing I would say. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Resentment Ruins Relationships. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everybody, welcome. My name is Roland and the program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I want to talk about uh, why people are such a stress to us. And the reason is that, um, the main reason is because we do not know how to relate to people properly. We do a couple of things that cause other people to become a stress to us. Number one, we resent them. All you have to do is resent someone and they become a stress to you. They can upset you, they can aggravate you, they can irritate you, they can make your tummy hurt, they can give you a headache and even worse. And then the second thing we do is we judge them. We judge them. We are surrounded by imperfect people. And if you cannot tolerate imperfect people, then you are going to be irritated, exasperated, angered, upset, and so on for the rest of your life. So what is the way to deal with imperfect people? The way to deal with them is to deal with them the way Christ told us, to deal with them perfectly by having perfect patience and perfect love and, of course, perfect discernment. See, There's a razor's edge between discerning and judging. If you can see another person and see that they're making a mistake and not resent them and not hate them and not become impatient with them and feel like you have to change them to relieve your tension, then you will have perfect discernment and with that, you will be able to be patient. See, it's our impatience that makes other people intolerable, 
if you had perfect patience, no matter what they did over and over and over again, let's say somebody does something that you don't like, they are constantly blowing their nose or they make funny sounds with their mouth or they keep talking about the same thing over and over, or your wife is always bringing up the same topic or she makes food for you when you're not hungry and she cooks your eggs the way you don't like them and so on and so forth or your husband leaves his socks laying on the floor or he forgets to put things away in the bathroom or he... You see what I mean? If you could just see it without resenting it, without resenting him, without judging him, without feeling you have to change him. See? The reason that we become so distraught when other people do things is because the resentment, the little resentment that you feel over something that someone is doing that you don't like. See, that's a judgment right there, to like or not like. When people do things, you should have no feeling about it one way or the other. You shouldn't like it or dislike it. You don't have feelings about it. If the weather's nice, that's nice. It's pleasant. But if the weather's not nice, it's cold or rainy or something, then that's what it is. Whatever it is is what it is, and you don't have feelings about it. You might have a modest enjoyment of it if things are pleasant, but you don't make it too important. And if you don't make it too important, then later, if it's not nice, if the weather's not good, it won't bother you. Do you understand? So, we deal with people by not becoming impatient with them. And when you're not impatient with them, then the things they do will not have the power to upset you. Oh, what I was going to say is that the resentment becomes a, a stimulus. It's like, for example, if somebody... Let's say they, they clap their hands really loud and it hurts your ear and it upsets you a little bit. And then here they come a day later and they're lifting their hands as if they're going to clap them. What are you going to do? You're going to flinch. See? Because you are conditioned by your resentment. See, if somebody claps their hands loud, it shouldn't bother you. Maybe it's not pleasant to your ear, but it doesn't. Beyond that, there's no reaction. But if you resent it, see, that's where you start to have the reaction. So you have to watch out for resentment in everything. Don't resent anything, no matter what it is. Just see it. You may not feel comfortable with it, but just see it and don't resent it. And then you will not become conditioned to react, 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 and become upset and tense. See? and nervous, and irritable. So your irritation, your irritability, your nervousness, your sensitivity, that's it, that's the word. Your sensitivity is because you've been reacting to everything. It's almost like you become allergic to people. So that's it. Now, I want to continue with this topic. It's very good. I, I already said it. What I just said you can listen to it over and over again until you finally get it. Because I said it just right. It's your resentment and your judgment of other people that makes their actions a possible stimulus that sets up a conditioning that makes you nervous and upset. So don't resent them. Don't judge them. Okay?
This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on this program, such as the Mazurka, Opus 33, Number 4, by Frédéric Chopin. Now, Christ told us how to deal with people. Love one another as I have loved you. He didn't resent people. See, he wasn't irritated by their imperfection. His attitude was here, let me help you. But he didn't force himself on anyone. So now I think, I think I've made a very good point. Now I want to continue. When you were a little child, you were naturally subject to the authorities around you that you were born to your parents. And then, of course, other adults, but mainly your parents. And so you look to them. They were the outside source. See, you weren't quite ready to totally relate to the inner from your creator. You did have a conscience. You had an intuition. Very strong conscience, very strong intuition. If you hadn't been messed with from the outside, you would have become an Einstein or a Madame Curie or an Isaac Newton or a Sojourner Truth or a Moses or a Paul. See? Or a Ruth. But people got to you. They felt it was their bounden duty to get to you. See? They wanted to change you, to motivate you, to manipulate you, to make you better, and whatever other goal had been given them by somebody before them. And so they did to you what someone had done to them. And they pressured you, and they got angry, and they raised their voice, and they yelled and screamed, and they acted like they were disappointed in you, and they rejected you, and they did all kinds of things, and they rewarded you, and they did all kinds of manipulative techniques upon you to get you upset. And upset then became a stimulus. And when they appeared, you became nervous, and you were afraid of of them becoming upset and, and becoming angry at you and making you upset. You understand? So you conformed. But you began to be afraid of people. See, if a person is afraid of one dog, then they're going to be afraid of all dogs. See? If you reacted to one person when you were a little child in a big, super negative way, and they got you totally stressed out, totally stressed out, it even affected your health. Then other people come along and they affect you the same way. So pretty soon everybody can upset you. So when you were a little child and your mom screamed at you or, or actually disappointed when you didn't play the piano right or you didn't say the right thing or didn't do exactly what she wanted, then later on when you encounter other people, other people are just like her. They're people and they have the power to upset you. And so there you are. And now you face a room full of people and you have to give a speech and your palms become sweaty and you become nervous and shaky. Why? Because they're people. See, a person who's afraid of one dog will then be very afraid of a room filled with dogs. Do you understand me? So when you were a little child, your parents didn't have, didn't have understanding. 
So now here's the other thing. Here's the magic. Here's the magic. Forgive your parents. Let go of your resentment toward them. Resentment hands you over to the lower realm. Yes, there's a higher way, a heavenly way that Christ told us about. And if you don't resent, then you do not defer to the natural. You don't fall into the natural. You stay just above it, just beyond it. Your soul is safe. And then, from the good that comes from within, from your Creator, it comes through you, and it will then change your lower self. It'll change your mind. It'll change your attitude. It'll change even your body, the way your body reacts. Your body will stop reacting to everybody on the outside that you're afraid of and who anger you and who upset you and who intimidate you. And your soul will respond to your creator within, to what you know in your heart is right. And your body will then learn to be obedient to the soul. And you'll become less angry, less nervous, less everything. Do you understand? And so instead of a negative snowball effect, where pretty soon everything upsets you, everything makes you nervous, now, less and less and less, and you become more sensitive to the inner, the inner world of good from your Creator. And then when you encounter people who are imperfect, you will have perfect poise, perfect love, perfect patience. Visit our website where you can listen to past Shedding Shackles programs, order any of Roland's books, or make a donation using safe and secure PayPal. Go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Today is a very special program, and I'm talking about stress. And I want you to understand that an initial reaction to stress seeds, it can actually seed a lifetime of reacting. There's always a first time, and it can be a big reaction, and I'm going to call it shock or trauma. A big reaction, a big shock. When you were a little child, perhaps, and somebody did something really, really bad. That's a big reaction. But it sensitizes you to that type of situation. It sensitizes you to people who look like the one involved in the shock, or people who talk like that, or the scene, a similar scene with similar furniture, or the time of day, or the angle of the sun, or a sound in the background. You become sensitized to all of those. And so you could have a big shock and then find yourself sensitive to some smell, maybe even allergic to it. 
but we'll just say sensitive to it, and you don't understand it. You can't understand why, but it's because of that shock. Now, the sensitivity can be, and usually is, unpleasant, but it can also be, in a sense, I don't want to say pleasant, but not unpleasant. It makes an impression on you. It catches your attention. So that's shock. And then there can be smaller shocks, and that's what we've all had. We've all had that for sure. A lot of smaller shocks. Let's call them uh, events. They triggered a Pavlovian type of conditioning response. And then after that, you found yourself sensitive to something, and especially people. And then things about people, the way they look, the way they talk, the way they dress. You could be shocked by a man, and then later in life, you find yourself reacting to all men, because it was set up by that initial reaction. All right? And then there are little shocks, little meannesses, little cruelties, little confusions, little betrayals that upset you. And then you start to become very sensitive, don't you see? It, it, you become more and more sensitive. And then eventually little tiny things. There's a delay in traffic. The phone rings at an awkward time. A bill arrives. A person doesn't say good morning to you. You see what I mean? You become ultra-sensitive. And I wanted you to also understand that human beings are spiritual beings. We're a soul in a body. We're metaphysical beings. Yes, we have a body like animals do. But our soul was meant for a heavenly abode. And in fact, humans were made to, we were meant to live forever upon this beautiful earth. Adam and Eve could have lived forever, renewed every day to live perpetually, even as God lives eternally. But they broke their bond with the Creator and they fell into the flesh. Do you understand? They fell into the natural, away from away from God, and they became sensitive to the outside world, which became their environment. So when you break with God in your own life, when you break with Him, you will find that sensitivity developing, and you will find yourself deferring to the natural, to the earthy, to the animal, to the physical, and then it grows in its power over you. And one of the biggest breaks with your Creator is resentment. It's a little hate. It's a little judgment. It's a little denial. But whatever it is, it breaks you away from a bond with your Creator, with your conscience, which is your closest link to God. You fall away from conscience. You fall away from God. You fall into the natural. And then you become ultra-sensitive to the world which is your new environment. Do you understand? So, I want you to understand that this resentment thing is what makes it permanent, makes the bad permanent. Because, remember, remember, Paul said, overcome evil with good. Christ overcame all stresses. He even overcame the cruelty that was done to him and 
the torture, and then death itself. He overcame death, and he took his body back. And he can give you the power to overcome stress. And when you get closer to him, when you are patient with other people, which he told us to be, not resent them, you are closer to him, your soul is closer to him, and in a sense farther from the outside influences. And it's almost then like you're in the world, but not of the world. You go out in the world, but there's like a protective barrier around you. The good gets in, but no bad gets in. You can express good, and you can receive good, but the bad doesn't hurt you. It's like there's a a force field. You know, like in Star... Remember Star Trek on television? They had a force field they could put up around the, around the Starship Enterprise that would protect them. Well, that's what it's like when you, when you are close to God. And things happen, but they don't bother you. It's almost like they're happening to somebody else. It's so beautiful. And it's the most wonderful, wonderful state of being. And in order to find it, you have to stop resenting other people. It's that simple. Stop resenting other people and stop judging them. Some people will never give up judgment. They enjoy it too much. They just won't give it up. But some of us can. And if you do, then the kingdom of God will come to you. Ever so gently, God will reveal himself to you in Christ. And you will know peace of mind, peace with God, and the peace from God. As a result of being patient with other people and not resenting them. I would just like to take a couple of moments to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a new program, a new voice on some of the stations, and I want you to know a little bit about me. Yes, I am a pastor, but I'm a non-denominational pastor. It means I don't have a building, I don't have an organization. I have only a microphone. That's all I got. And I talk on the radio. I talk on the radio, and I've been doing it now for almost 33 years. And what I do is I provide a little something extra. Some of you need a little something extra. You know the basics. And you know some simple things like you shouldn't resent other people. You know that you, you shouldn't be angry at your husband or angry at your wife. You shouldn't be impatient with your kids. You know you shouldn't be phony with people. You know all of that. But yet, somehow, you're not able to, to make the whole thing happen in your life. Something is missing. And what I do is I try to help people find what's missing. And I can put things in some very simple terms that might make it clear to you because I say things in a little different way. For example, 
we all know that we're supposed to love one another. But the trouble is, a lot of times we don't know how to do that. We think it means you have to be nice to people. No. We think it means you have to brush everything under the carpet and pretend nothing happened. No. Basically, what does loving other people mean? It means don't resent them. It means let go of the resentment. If you have a grudge against your mom or your dad, let it go. Remember Christ said if you have something against your brother, you're bringing your gifts to the temple door, and you have something against your brother, then leave your, your gift at the temple door and first go make it right with your brother, and then come back with your gift. You understand? So resentment is something that you don't hear a lot of people talking about, but I talk about it all the time, because it is the thing that ruins everything. Then another thing, you think that uh, emotion is a good thing. Well, we all know that being angry and so on, we know that's not good. But how about getting excited? Well, you know what? Emotion is an animal. The spiritual person is not emotional. Getting excited interferes with being calm. You know that. And you need to be calm. You understand that. You need to be calm with yourself, with your partner, with your kids. And then one more thing. Everybody's told you that it's a good idea to set goals, but I'm here to tell you it's not a good idea to set goals. Never put anything... What did Christ say? He said, put first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all other things will be added unto you. So first, always do what you know is right in your heart. Stay very close to your conscience, which is your closest link to God. Stay very close to it. Pay attention to it. Learn to detect its subtle promptings and its wordless promptings. And delicately move one way or another, one step at a time. And do what you know is right. Do what you see is wise. Do what you see is fair. Regardless of whether the people say, whether everybody's against you, whether the whole world is arrayed against you, do what you know is right in your heart. And make that more important than anything. And you will be able to implement your Christianity so much better in your life. All the wonderful things that you hear in church, all the wonderful things you hear on the radio, let go of resentment, calm down, don't make anything more important than what you know in your heart is right, and your faith will come alive. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.